magic is what happens when you find balance between method and madness, science and art. Welcome to the Magic Maker Podcast, the place where entrepreneurs who want to find magic can access aha moments and simple steps to big dreams. I'm your host, Jay Nicole Smith, but you can call me Nick. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome, my friends. This week, I would like to out one of the deep, dark obstacles that might be sabotaging you as you learn to manage and master the five laws we talked about last week. This ugly little set of beliefs and behaviors has certainly been a constant presence for me as I've grown as an entrepreneur. And even after years of discovering this strategy for the first time and beginning to apply it in my life and business, it still feels like a glorious revelation each time I allow myself to use it. This year, as I'm growing three businesses in two countries and looking towards the incredibly daunting transformation that parenthood will require in a couple of short months, and specifically keeping my eye on the patterns that have been the most destructive for me in the past, the word I've chosen for the year for myself and my business is ease. It seems a funny goal when in the past my primary focus has been all about growth and action and doing and results and go, 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 do, do, do. But finally, more than 15 years in, I'm starting to acknowledge that there might be a better way than forcing it all the time. I'm starting to ask myself, does it really need to be so hard? And believe me, I know how difficult it can be to even allow ourselves to ask that question. Lots to share about this conversation and our evolution from hard to easy in this episode. So let's get started and let's make some magic, shall we? So often as business owners, we seem to gravitate towards the hard thing. <laughs> we overcomplicate, we add layers, we go 10 steps when four will do. Many of us are somewhat obsessively driven to bring perfect things into the world, to tell the whole story, heaven forbid we leave out one single detail, <laughs> and to give everything we've got to every endeavor. Some of this is really honorable. We want to exceed the expectations of our customers. We want our products and services to help and deliver the results we've promised. And we are deeply committed to producing high quality everything. <laughs> but some of this is also quite destructive. Perfectionism and obsessively serving are typically symptoms of fear, not indicators of success. Most of this stuff comes down to the simple fear of what other people will think and say about us. We want to be loved, liked, and accepted. We seek to fill our wells of insecurity, the depths of our not-enoughness, with praise, recognition, and public proof of our greatness. Because then, finally then, we can prove to ourselves and everybody else that we are truly worthy of happiness and love. I know that's deep, but I'd be willing to bet there's at least an echo of truth in it for you. There certainly is for me. But it's not just the eager to please bit that's turning the wheels and driving much of our decision making. 
There's also another little belief that's on board for many of us that's constantly throwing little spanners into the works at every chance. And that is the belief that things must be difficult to count. Money must be hard to earn. Work must be difficult to matter. And certainly the path to achieving what we want must be fraught with chaos and challenges. Most of us are actually making every step of our journey harder on purpose (laughs) because that's how we'll earn and deserve the happiness at the end. We have to work hard for it to count. Now, I'm certainly not a psychologist or a counselor. I do not pretend to have all the answers. The explanations to the whys and hows of this whole limiting beliefs and self-sabotage thing, but I am an entrepreneur who has a very intimate relationship with these beliefs in particular. In addition to shining a light on this little gremlin today, to call it out and say, hey, we see you, which is definitely the first step in easing its grip on us, I wanted to share one little strategy to help combat both the overperforming impulse and the it-has-to-be-hard belief in one fell swoop. It's a simple mantra in the form of a question, and I ask it to myself on average like 17 times a day, (laughs) and it is, what would be easy? What would be easy? It's so simple, it's almost laughable. But what is also a little hilarious is that I feel like most days we're actually subconsciously asking ourselves, what would be hard? And doing that instead. (laughs) What would be easy? These four words, when asked by you or someone else, are like a glorious gift of permission and in fact almost a command to look towards the easy side of the street, where most of us never allow ourselves to wander. What would be easy? There are so many applications of how this mantra can help simplify your marketing, planning, money making, communication, productivity, product delivery, unlimited potential to apply it in your life and business. But let's have a look at a few of them just for fun. Example one, you're planning a promotion and freaking out about how to build it, launch it, price it, advertise it, and share it. You're convinced the more complex it is, the more likely it is to be successful, right? A simple moment of pause to ask yourself what would be easy can encourage you to eliminate half of the complicated stuff you've planned and double down on the few things you know have worked in the past. It can lead you to focus on your areas of strength and expand upon those instead of stretching yourself and your resources too thin. Likely, it will improve your results and your sanity as you move through the promotion. Example two, you're designing a new product or service and you mentioned it to your audience in one email like six months ago that you were going to share this new product on this date, but the product or service isn't done. You're not ready and you feel like a total loser and you're going to let your whole community down. A simple breath to ask, what would be easy, might lead you to realize that no one actually cares that much if this new thing is launched on today or in three months, and all the pressure is coming from you, not your audience. So you can simply move the date and finish the product to the standard that you want. Or maybe you've overcomplicated the product or service and you need to strip it back for its beta release and just get it out there. Add more of the complicated bells and whistles later once you've gotten some customer feedback. Example three, perhaps you have a freedom dream that includes packing up your home and critters and traveling around the country for six months, just being creative and working from the road like a proper digital nomad. You've decided in order to do this, you need to sell your home, have a million in the bank and have the perfect route mapped out in advance in painstaking detail. A moment to breathe and ask what would be easy might lead you to recognize 
you could actually save so much by not living at home, you don't really need to have that much savings at all in the bank. And you can rent out your house and come back to it. And all you need on the road is solid internet a couple days of the week, so you're good. Some planning will be required, but maybe the dream isn't as impossible as you've inflated it to feel. In all these examples, you can see how the big not enough monster grows and wreaks havoc on our senses and our logic. When we believe things need to be hard and complicated, we create them that way. One of the worst ways this is inhibiting us is we present hard and complicated stuff to our clients. Our pricing structure, our service options, our websites and brochures, the more steeped we are in this complicated equals better mentality, the worse it is for making it easy for our customers to say yes to us. So even if you struggle to grasp onto your own enoughness and the fact and I do mean fact, that you deserve to be happy now. You don't need to create obstacles to your satisfaction. Ask yourself what would be easy for the sake of the people you're trying to serve. If you embrace a mantra of what would be easy for yourself, you'll naturally start to make it easier for people to understand your value, to buy from you, to recommend and refer you, and all the other little ways that you'll build momentum and freedom through your business will become you guessed it, <laughs> easier. Can you relate to this whole cycle of making things more difficult than they need to be? We'd love to know how this manifests in your life and business. Hop on over to our private community of Enchanted Revels over at facebook.com groups slash magicmakershq and share. I would love to know. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of things here I think we can all relate to. That's it for this episode of the Magic Maker Podcast. Welcome to the headquarters of entrepreneurs who want to do good, be real, find happy, and build brands that matter. We are thrilled that you are here. Next week, we are going to explore this idea of what would be easy as it applies to your journey as an entrepreneur, from where you are now to where you'd like to be in your version of success. We're going to look at one simple strategy to make achieving those big goals easier. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. We would also be so grateful if you'd be willing to leave a review for this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening so we can reach more magic makers and help them too to change their lives and the world. <laughs>